Blog Talk Radio. What's up, y'all? This is Ryan Mundy, and you're listening to Weekdays with Murph. Listeners, and welcome to another edition of We Days with Murph. Today on the show, we welcome super talented singer songwriter Amanda Page Cornett. We'll uh, I talk with Amanda about her career, music, and 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 anything she's working on that uh, she can talk about. Um, this is going to be a fun one, folks. But 
before we bring Amanda on, I've got to give a uh, a big shout out to to Amanda's manager and my dear friend Jill for uh, helping to uh, set this thing up for us today. So that being said, uh, uh, let's go ahead and welcome the uh, the uh, lovely Miss Amanda Page Cornette to the show. Hey, Amanda, how are Hi. you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, and I've got to tell you, um, that was actually the first time I ever heard that song, and it's it it's a rocker. <laughs> yeah, I always call it a future classic rock song. It's absolutely it, it's. I was sitting there, uh, um, air guitaring the solo. <laughs> yes, I do that all the time. <laughs> oh, so so uh hey uh uh I thank you again for doing this today. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So uh uh before we get get into this, uh um just kinda kind of uh tell the listeners uh, how you got got uh into music in the first place. Well, I have been probably singing since before I could talk and started making up songs as probably as soon as I could. And I finally started writing them down when I was nine years old. And I took piano lessons when I was younger, so I learned kind of the basic theory of music. Um, I wish I could play now because I can barely play. I can play a little bit, but at least I could read music. And I started playing guitar Um probably, I guess, late middle school, early high school, and had an amazing guitar teacher who had a top 10 hit when he was 15, Joe Bennett with Joe Bennett and the Sparkle Tones, and he encouraged me to make writing a skill, not just a talent, and to write even when I didn't feel like it, because they lost their deal, because they could only write when they felt like it, so that was invaluable. I've been writing ever since and putting out music and just developing who I am as an artist and my band has been extremely integral in that. I've been playing with the Almost Angels band for over nine years and they've been a big part of my sound. Nice. So so this is a, sort of a a, a life thing for you, isn't it? I mean, you, you, you've essentially done this your entire life, basically. I've been doing music my entire life. Uh, professionally, I've been doing it not quite as long, but I have been at it for a while. So I'm. Right. This is what I feel like I'm meant to do. Right. Uh, and I know we talked a little bit about about uh, about your 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 manager Jill, who is a very very dear friend of mine, and I gave her a shout out earlier. But uh, how did that deal come about uh, that you signed with them? Well, I had been working with another PR company and learned a lot, a lot, a lot. And I happened to run into TJ, her partner, um, at an event, and we hadn't seen each other in a while. We knew each other from acting over the years. I think probably seven, eight years ago we had acted in something together and kind of would run into each other from time to time and – you know, every now and then if he was interviewing for a National Entertainment Weekly TV show, he would throw me on as an interview, you know. And 
uh, he told me that they had a PR company, and I told him about my album, Front Porch Rebel, and shared it with him, and we started talking, and it was just a really good fit, and it uh, has been really great working with them. Uh, Like I was telling you off air, uh, I met Jill and TJ probably three or four years ago, something like that, uh, at an event we were I both invited to in Nashville, and 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 we started talking, whatever, and uh, and I think uh, I think I might have added them on social media first, but uh, about a year later, I think it was about a year later after that, um, they invited me to out to one of their their uh, uh, um, Nashville. Entertainment Weekly um, interview things. It was me and a bunch of other artists. Of course, of course, I'm not an artist at all. But uh, <laughs> but they actually they and this is one of the first times I'd I'd gotten to do this. But but uh, I got to talk a little bit about uh, about uh, what I do with the show and and it, and it was was uh, refreshing. And a little weird to be on the other side of the interview table. I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> I bet, but that's good. I think it's good they they realize because they've been on both sides how important it is to to uh, promote the people on all sides of on the insides and outs of of music, entertainment, et cetera. Right. Uh, okay. So uh, I did have a, have a few kind of a fun get to know you questions if you're okay with that. Of course. Okay. Uh, if you weren't in the music business, what would you be doing right now? If I didn't dislike going to school, <laughs> um, I think <laughs> that if it weren't for music, that I probably would have ended up doing orthopedic surgery. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I did sports That's medicine. Awesome. I've kind of blessed and cursed with well-roundedness, and I love the human body and how it works, mostly orthopedics, so I prefer that over working mm-hmm. with sick people. But <laughs> So, I mean, my undergrad was in exercise sports science and athletic training, and I'm fascinated by how how the body works, and so that's what I kind of think, if it weren't for music, that I would have done. That's awesome. <laughs> I think you're the first person we've ever had on the show to uh, say a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't let everybody know how that I'm, if I'm smart or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, now, uh, I ask pretty much every artist this, but uh, if you could go back and change one thing about your career thus far, would you? And uh, what would it be? I would, if I could change anything about my career thus far, what I would do is. When I started taking guitar lessons, I would have really dug in and learned the instrument and learned the theory on guitar. Um, knowing what I know now, I think it would have made me a much better player, a better, better musician, better artist. Um, I've started doing that a little more, and I think it would have been a lot easier if I had done it from the get-go. And when I started playing, I just wanted to be able to play along with my songs. And as I've worked with uh, the Nashville guitar guru, Dave Isaacs, 
I've learned, oh, you know what? I probably should have learned some of the theory on guitar. I probably would be a lot farther along right. if I had. Right. And speaking of guitar, I'm actually I'm actually um, a little bit of a player myself. Awesome. As a matter of fact, I have uh, I have two guitars uh, staring me in the face right now. As a matter of fact, <laughs> <laughs> I've got I do a. Too. Wait. <laughs> I've got a uh, a Fender Californian. She's my baby. I absolutely love her to death. Okay. And, and a Johnson Electric. Cool. And 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 the reason I started playing, well, I took lessons when I was much younger, uh, probably third grade, something like that, much, much, much younger. Uh, but I fell out of it for, for uh, many, many years. Uh, but And I picked it back up again about maybe five or six years ago. And the reason I did is, well, uh, partly uh, was because Lindsay L. was teaching, uh, teaching uh, online guitar lessons. Awesome. And Lindsay Yale is like one of the absolute best guitar players I've ever heard. Was she playing her pink, um, her pink strat? I don't remember to be honest with you. I think she was playing an acoustic actually. But, okay, because uh, she has a pink um, strat very similar to my squire. <laughs> nice, but yeah. Uh, so, so I tune into her her online lessons on Instagram, and I remember. Uh, 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 um, the uh, uh, the uh, first full song I ever learned how to play was was Little Big Town's Girl Crush. <laughs> nice. And and since then, uh, uh, I sort of uh, taught myself how to play. Since then, uh, since I need, uh, uh, since 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 I need the basics. Uh, but I found that that uh, a YouTube is a lifesaver. A lot of people can really learn that way. I have a very hard time learning that way, but I can see how it is. I'm so much better with attention span when I'm in person with somebody and they can, if I get stuck, they can show me what I'm doing wrong. Right. And, and I get that. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and like I said, I've been playing guitar probably five or six years. I actually play. Uh, um, this is the only time I ever play out. Um, I, I play with a local band at 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 an annual Fourth of July show every year. Oh, that's awesome! Did y'all get to play this year? Um, not this year, unfortunately, uh, because of 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 the world being turned upside down. But you know. <laughs> yeah. That was the only full band show we've gotten to do since this all started. Wow. And uh, thankfully it was an outdoor it was a place that was outdoors so there was plenty of room to distance. Nah. Right. Nice. And and speaking of the pandemic and stuff, uh I know artists all across the board have lost so much at this point. But uh but uh I've I've been talking to a lot of artists, and they've been 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 using this time to just 
uh, dig in and just write, you know. So uh, is it the same for you? I have been writing some. Um, it's it's slowed down a little bit since summer's hit, um, which always happens, so it's kind of surprising that it's, it has still happened with uh, coronavirus. I think more people are traveling to see family and stuff, even if it's just to see, you know, close family and friends. But um, right. there have also – I was writing a lot more, and uh, one of my best friends had a family tragedy, and that kind of slowed things down a little for me trying to be there for her and – uh, things are picking up a little bit more now and starting to book some more shows as things are starting to open up a little more. But uh, it really did uh, force writers to go to Zoom writing. And mm-hmm. I will say that if there weren't technology when all this happened, it would have been very difficult because writing on the phone would have been extremely difficult. Not being able to see co-writers' right. faces, not being able to see what's going on. Also, like having programs like Google Docs where you can both be typing on the same mm-hmm. document at the same time has been invaluable to continuing the creative process. Uh, I remember, too, uh, when when things started to shut down and, and things got canceled, uh, I'd be on Instagram, Facebook, or whatever, and there would be like 15 live streams at once. Yeah, it's crazy. And 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 I've talked to a lot of artists about this too, uh, and and I'd be interested to get your 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 uh, take on it. Um, I feel like uh, since since essentially nobody's allowed to go outside pretty much, um, I feel like that's that's put a bunch of artists uh, like. And I'm talking uh, a big artist like uh, Keith Urban, Brad Paisley, um, et cetera, on sort of the same playing field with the uh, the uh, independent artists like yourself. In some ways it has. Um, one thing I appreciate about all the online concerts is it's allowed me to grow my fan base Um Mm-hmm. An awesome songwriter here in town, Auburn Stevens, put together, at first it was, I think, either weekly or biweekly um, online music festivals where people would play live one after the other. And I think the cool thing was about that was people would tune in to hear somebody they knew or that they knew of, and then they'd stay on for a little while, and then maybe they'd discover another artist that they really liked. And I've had some really awesome fans find me because they tuned in and now they're following me as well, which I 100% appreciate. And, and, and that same thing, uh, sort of happened to me recently. A friend of mine used to host, uh, uh, a live stream on Instagram, uh, every Tuesday at, at the seven o'clock, uh, where she'd invite her, her artist friends to play. And, and and more often than not, I know a few of the artists that were were uh, were jumping on. So so I'd I'd pop in and see and see the people I knew and and like you said, I'd I'd stick around and hear hear a, a bunch of people I didn't even know. So so yeah, I, I understand that completely. 
Absolutely, and it's it's given us a at least a little bit of a way to make some revenue. Um, when we play, especially in Nashville, apparently it's a Nashville thing, playing like ride arounds where more people get up and play <laughs> one song at a time, and then the next you each play one, and then you go back and play another one. Which apparently people outside of Nashville, it's kind of a foreign concept. But when we play those nights, we play them to meet other writers and for our songs to get out there and to for different reasons like that, but we don't get paid. So one cool thing yeah. about the live streams is we've been able to post like our Venmo or PayPal and, and people have been able to contribute. Um, it's also yeah. um, given us a platform to say, please buy our music, please buy our music. You know, if you couldn't do this quarantine thing without music and entertainment, then please support the artists and entertainers that you that you love so and and uh and speaking of Nashville I mean I mean I live about maybe two and a half hours uh away from Nashville it, it's like okay. it's like my 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 absolute favorite city in this world uh I've been going to Nashville off and on for probably the last twenty years or so. And and I just love it. It's definitely it's a different city, which hopefully it'll come out of this this pandemic and and get some of its magic back because right now it's it's very much hurting. The industry's right. The creative side's not hurting because people are still creating. And and that's going to happen no matter what because you can't stop people creating that we're born to. Um, but as far as bars and restaurants and everything being shut down and people not being able to survive because that's how they that's their livelihood, mm-hmm. uh, I can only hope that it'll get back to somewhat of a normalcy where Music City can can be music and live music again. Oh, it will. I mean, I mean. If I know the city as well as I think I do, and the people as well as I think I do, it'll bounce back. I, I think it will. I think that right now we're it's it's a battle, and I'm not going to get into politics, but I think it's a battle between different people at different levels of the state and city fighting against each other right. to figure out what they right. want to do, and I'm, that's unfortunate because that's not what it's about, and it's kind of hurting the heart of Music City right now. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, um, um, uh, like I said, I'm sure it'll bounce back. It 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 pretty much always does. So, uh, um, another question I had for you uh, is is when everything's said and done with your career, thirty, forty years down the road, or or, uh, or whenever that might be, uh, what impact or legacy? Would you like to leave on the music industry? Well, I already have a mission statement for my music to keep me grounded and to help me remember why I'm in music because this is not an easy road. I wouldn't wish this on anybody in the world, but if it chooses you, it chooses you. And my mission statement is to create and execute authentic musical experiences people can deeply feel. And if I can continue to put out music that makes people feel something, that helps people through a hard time or, you know, give somebody something to rock to on a day they're having a hard day or give somebody 
you know, a song that they can really relate to, whether it's happy, sad, mad, whatnot, if, if the songs that we write can impact somebody and help them realize they're not alone, then I feel like that's, that's really what it's all about. And, and I agree a thousand percent with that. I mean, I mean, uh, I'm one of those people, and I say this all the time. I go, if you give me a pair of headphones or 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 any way to play music, I could literally entertain myself for hours. Right. And and another thing, I'm I'm such a music fan and such a music nerd that that I'll that. That I prefer uh, a full albums as uh, as opposed to singles. I will sit there and listen to a full album top to bottom. Yep, I am the same way. And actually, when um, my band and I went down to Muscle Shoals to record the Front Porch Rebel album, uh, which is what Six String Showdowns on, uh, we went down and we cut sixteen songs. And we kept 15 of them, and that's somewhat unheard of these days, but we were producing the record ourselves. My guitar player, Randall Scott Peterson, and I co-produced it. We spent six months in pre-production, and that's something that people used to do a lot, and I don't feel like they do that quite as often anymore. But we really wanted to make an album that was great both lyrically and melodically and He's definitely the melody guy. I'm definitely more the lyric person. And we had a really good yin-yang going on, and it, it was so much fun. And then we got to, we took the real band down there, and we had rehearsed up here so that we had a good grasp on all the songs and we, the arrangements that we had made because some of them were different than how we had played them for years. And we went down and got to add people like Spooner Oldham and Mark Narmore and Walt Aldridge and all these amazing musicians, and it, it was just, it was magical. Uh, I'll have to definitely uh, check out that album uh, 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 when I have a chance because if if uh, Six String Showdown is anything like that album, I'm in for a treat. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's got a little bit of everything. I like to call our music Southern Rock and Soul. It's some a mix between yeah. the Judds and Joplin. It's got little bit of rock, a little bit of country, a little bit of blues all mixed together, and I, we think it fits pretty well together. Nice. Uh, you showed me. I'm definitely checking <laughs> it out. You, you, you can get it anywhere, and if you want physical copies, just let, anybody can let me know, um, or can go to our website, amandapagecornet.com, and, and send us a message, and we can we can arrange getting people physical copies as well. Awesome. As soon as you said Southern Rock, I was sold. <laughs> well, I'm from, you know, I'm, I get it honest, uh, Marshall Tucker Band is from my, my hometown. And so I've grown up listening to Southern Rock, and it's been a part of my life pretty much forever. So it's it's something that it came naturally, and when my music kind of melted into what it is, that's where we landed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Marshall Tucker, Skinner, I mean, just. Just the list goes on, you know. Absolutely. I've gotten to play with uh, Artemis Pyle, played with my band one weekend back in South Carolina, which was pretty amazing. One of the drummers from Leonard Skinner, and I've gotten to 
play with one of the bass players from Marshall Tucker Band, and I've gotten to know those guys. I uh, went to school with a couple of their kids, and yeah. they've all been pretty awesome. Nice. Uh, okay. Uh, I think uh, in the the uh, the uh, five minutes or so or so that we uh, have left, uh, I wanted to ask uh, 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 as soon as the world gets its stuff together. Uh, 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 what's up next for you? Well, we hope to be touring. We were I was working on putting together, you know, a tour southeast and beyond and trying to build our fan base beyond the southeast, and everything's shut down, and people are kind of afraid right now to schedule things because they don't know if things are going to backslide or go forward. And so um, I'm always writing. I'm always looking forward to the next projects, but I also I'm, I'm ready to be on the road playing in front of real people and less in front of a computer screen and more in front of live audiences, which is kind of distracting now, to be honest, because I got so used to not being able to see people and I love it. So I get distracted yeah, watching and people and, and enjoying it. Speaking of live shows, I went to the absolute best live show I have ever seen a couple of years ago. It was, it, it was Eric Church at Nissan stadium. He's a great performer. I was uh, uh, my favorite part of of that show. Well, I mean, I mean the entire show just just absolutely slayed. Okay, uh, let's just just uh, uh, just uh, get that out right now. The entire show just absolutely slayed. But uh, my favorite part of the show was was. Uh, he was doing uh, his song Springsteen, and and in the outro of the song, he stopped singing. Fifty thousand people just just uh, uh, right on cue just picked it up. Uh, coolest yeah. thing I've ever experienced as a music fan. Seriously, coolest I mean, thing I've ever experienced. That is the coolest I'm, thing you can ever experience. <laughs> I'm sitting there. Uh, and I was with with uh, with uh, um, um, uh, my aunt and uncle. I turned to them and I go, "I've got chills right now, y'all." <laughs> it, it was just mind blowing. It it and that I know some I've had some people that aren't musicians say, "Oh, I hate it when they do that because I want to hear the artist sing, not the audience." But as a songwriter, as an artist having people sing your songs and your creations back to you, that's one of the coolest, inc- most incredible feelings ever. And as a music fan, I was just like, I can die happy now. <laughs> right. I mean, it, that, it is truly, I mean, uh, Garth Brooks is still the best I've ever seen live. And I've, I saw him back in the 90s. I also saw him when he came here for the uh, Flood concerts, and he, you know he's a true entertainer. So is Eric Church, Keith Urban, um, and that's what I want to be considered. I'm an entertainer, not just a singer. And and it's amazing. And and I'm glad you mentioned Garth Brooks because because I actually met Garth uh, uh, back in June. He was playing awesome. the the the. the a listening room there in Nashville. Now, okay. Now, as soon as I heard about this, I'm like, 
Uh, Garth Brooks playing a little a listening room venue. That's <laughs> that doesn't usually happen. <laughs> I mean, no, it doesn't. And Listening Room's a great venue. I know the owner, uh, he's a friend of mine. And uh, the thing is, like, that's where it all comes from. So I think that anytime somebody gets a chance to kind of go back to their roots, it's it's great for them as well. And it kind of gives a little more of an intimate atmosphere for everybody to hear the music. But Garth's one of those that he can sing a ballad or he can sing a rocker, and you're hanging on every word. And, I mean, that's really what I aspire to do. Agreed. And, uh, and, uh, 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 seriously, uh, Garth is the absolute nicest man in the industry. I haven't met uh, him yet. He is just the, the, uh, the absolute kindest man. I mean, uh, uh, um, I went backstage, uh, um, somehow or, uh, uh, uh somehow or other, uh, my mom talked her way backstage somehow, <laughs> and and uh, and uh, and and I ended up meeting him. So I talked to him for a good maybe five or ten minutes. Um, we talked about uh, '90s country, uh, uh, um, the people that that uh, that uh, that influenced him coming up, and. And I told him about the podcast um, uh-huh. um, that I do, and 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 I'll never forget this. He goes, "Good. Uh, 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 we need people, uh, uh, people like you out there uh, helping independent artists." Yes. That was like God coming down and saying, "Son, you're doing something right." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And those little validations are are huge, especially in the indie world. Yep, and especially coming from Garth. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, that's like the that's like the highest compliment you could get. That's something <laughs> Absolutely. From Garth, that's the highest compliment you could get. Uh, well, uh, uh, I did have uh, uh, one more question for you before we okay. wrap things up. Uh, is there anything that we? Uh, we uh, haven't covered today that you'd like to talk about? Well, I would love for everybody to check out the Carolina Coast music video. We put out a video for Six String Showdown uh, shortly after we released it, and we put out a video for Carolina Coast, my, which was actually a single last summer, but we just decided to revamp and put the music video out this year, and so I'd love for everybody to go check that out on YouTube, both of them, and uh, really visit the website, amandapagecornet.com, no I am page, and Check out the music, and if you like it, purchase it. And I'd say that for any individual, any independent artist you like, like to listen to. Awesome. Well, uh, I thank you again for doing this, Amanda. This has been been so much fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely, and 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 I got to tell you too. Uh, 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 And I tell this to, to uh, pretty much everybody that that I talk to. But uh, if there's ever anything that you need from me, whether it's it's uh, a promotion for a new single, or just I mean just um, anything at all. I mean, 
outside of the industry as a friend or whatever, you know, uh, um, don't ever hesitate to reach out, okay? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, uh, well I think I'm going to gonna, gonna uh, let you go and, and, and let you get back to your evening, but uh, but you have a uh, open invitation back to the show anytime that you want to uh, come back home, okay? Thank you so much for having me. All right, I'll talk to you later, Amanda. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye. Well, hope you guys enjoyed our interview with uh, the lovely Miss Amanda Page Cornett. Um, that girl is just, just uh, such a sweetheart. Um, okay, thought schedule change. I guess we still have Indie Country Radio this Friday, but this coming Thursday at 11.30 a.m. Central, uh, which is – which I haven't done a morning or a day show in so long. But we have um, the incredibly talented Miss, Miss uh, uh, Sophia Warren joining us. Um, I, um, so I think with that, I think I'm going to – in the episode right here. Have you been listening to uh, Weekdays with Murph? Thank you and goodbye.